We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Welcome back to another wondrous edition of Coronations of Bangerangs and Daggers. I am your host, Patrick Gerhardt, and with me, as always, not too far away, but not too close either, is Nate McHugh. Nate, how are we doing? Good. I did a good thing tonight. Did you help an old lady across the street? No, I helped my wife. I was at a fire uh, at the fire meeting, and she texted me and said that the dryer isn't running. Um, so I said, okay, I'll be home in a little bit. And then so I... You know, got home. I said, "Is it working yet?" She said, "No." So I went downstairs and, you know, pressed the power button and pressed draw. You know, the play button, and it worked. So I uh, then went upstairs and said, "I fixed it." She was so happy that I uh, <laughs> that I fixed the dryer. You this know? is a great story, man. Yeah, no, but uh, husband of the hour. Yes. So what I should have done, and for actually like ten minutes. Let's be honest, that type of victory lasts ten minutes. Yeah, and I could have, <laughs> I could have told her, you know, I actually told her why. You know, I said, yeah, I just kind of pressed <laughs> the normal buttons, and uh, I could have started and then hung out downstairs for a while, made some noises, sound like I was doing stuff, you know, move it you across know. the floor to the other yeah, side of the room, and, then move it back. Could have went upstairs, got my uh, all my tools, and like, oh yeah, I got this, I got this, you know. And so, uh, but I didn't do that, so I said, nope. It's uh, you just, it's kind of like you know, when you your computer's not working, or you know, you're calling Directv and say, is it plugged in, type of thing, you know. So no, I, I don't know if operator if it, error. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was just a, you know, like a the outlet. Uh, who knows. Maybe it's. I hopefully it works or it continues to work. Maybe it's not as short or something. So, so yeah, that was my win for for tonight. Congratulations. My win is that I'm still picking tomatoes out of my garden, and it's the first day of fall. Mind you, I, I planted them in mid June. So you're still picking them, like cherry tomatoes. Like no, like like big, big honking beef eater and whatever else. Yeah, there's like three types out there. I can't remember, but yeah, great tomatoes and they're good, good size, good quality. Should have at least another week. And say so we we, sh- we we need a, a good old hailstorm to come through and then all that. Uh, I think that'd be preferable. Um, yeah, that'd be great, especially considering <laughs> all the crops are still in the field. Oh, I see. I shouldn't say that. Oh. You really want to piss off, you know, a chunk of our <laughs> listeners? No, I was actually thinking my, actually my neighbor, we're painting our uh, porch and our neighbor told us to come over and she said she had, I think it was three or four like cherry tomato plants from the year before and she just didn't do anything with them. But they literally took over probably a good 20 square, f- you know, yeah, feet, I would say, of her yard. Like, it is just almost like a weed they just took over. I've never seen them do that. A, a tasty weed. 
Yes. And so she said, yeah, come on over and you can just come pick them. I mean, she probably could fill buckets of uh, carrot tomatoes if she wanted to. So, yeah. But no, I don't want hail. I should, you know, <laughs> if I could take that back and all my, you know, future customers and clients, you know, I didn't mean that. So, well, there you go. There you go. There you go. You know, we actually do have some pretty decent Nebraska basketball news this week for the first thank, time in months. Thank goodness for a press conference. A press conference from not just the University of Nebraska basketball team, but also the Big Ten Conference. They announced the players who will be attending Big Ten Media Days this year. And from Nebraska, joining our new coach, Fred Hoiberg, is these three new and semi-unknown players because, well, pretty much the entire team is unknown. First one would be, I'm going to go with the people I can pronounce first and then go down from there. Cam Mack is a sophomore. He's a guard. Gervais Green, he's a junior and a guard. And Hanef Cheatham, who's a senior and also a guard. No forwards, which is probably going to be then just it's gonna how it's gonna be this year not a whole lot of forwards so yeah those three guys you, you I know hope, I I hope they're all presentable I hope they all speak well because I haven't really heard anything from any of them so, well, and so I I'm sure they'll represent the university well yeah supposedly Hindu Cheatham is the best leader on the team uh, as far as uh, according to Coach Hoiberg as far as and something I learned today is I think one year when uh, uh, Doc Sadler was here, he might have had the shortest uh, basketball team in all of college basketball. I remember that. I think that was his second to last year, wasn't it? Oh, I have no idea. I don't think it was his last year. I remember going to yeah. I I remember going to those games, and I remember that was a stat back. God, that's a good. That's a good piece of trivia. I'll have to find out what year that was. I think it was his second to last year he was coaching Nebraska. Yeah. They were short. Yeah, so if you know, if Hoiberg's looking for someone with experience, you know, uh as far as, you know, coaching a team that has almost no size, which is what I think is gonna happen next year, uh, except for uh Yvonne maybe, is uh, you know, Doc Sadler. I mean, that would be a great source of, you know, influence and experience and you know, whatever Hoiberg's, you know, you're going to have to depend on your guards to rebound, like really hardcore. And uh, that, that will make it harder to get out and run a little bit. But, you know, I guess thank goodness on so for so many reasons for Doc Sadler. Yeah. Not only is he a great defensive coach, uh, he knows the program well, and he does pretty well on Twitter. Twitter, thank goodness for he's, Twitter. He's he's a funny guy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a real funny, funny guy. You know, I was writing an article. Not, I was not writing, but I was compiling his tweets. And I was going to say, this is Doc Sadler unleashed, you know, because he was no, you know, he was a fun guy when he was as a head coach here. But I think now he can let his hair down. And uh, it just. For, he's no longer I'm, in charge. Yeah. So he can do whatever he wants and he can have fun and, you know, so, but I didn't publish it because I just, just never got to that point. But, 
uh, yeah, he's, you know, he's my favorite assistant coach in the entire athletic department, I'd say. Out of the entire department. Let's think about that. Yeah, that's, that's probably, that's probably safe to say, considering we only know a handful of them off the, <laughs> yeah, and, the, and they're off not, the top of our head. And they're not, ma- not all of them are making jokes on Twitter. You know, and... No, no, they're really not. In fact, most of them aren't doing anything on Twitter, unless they're a recruiter, and then they're just kind of just positive and boring, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, so yeah. So there we go. Big Ten Media Days. We're good to go. Other than that, Fred had his first press conference since coming back from Italy, and you know he went over a lot of things. Uh, it was a good trip out to Italy, good bonding. They grew as a team. Uh, coming up on, I think this is the first week that they are allowed to start practicing 20 hours a week as a team. So they'll be able to start pra- you know, evolving more as a squad, getting into the offense, getting into the defense. At least so the coaches have a better idea of how this team's going to turn out, who's probably going to be the starting five. I don't think anybody knows who the starting five is yet. Do you? Oh, I do. I uh, I actually sent an email to Hoiberg earlier, and I said, "This is it. These are the start. This is the starting five. And he said, "Okay, thanks." So actually, I do know. We need to talk before we start doing these podcasts, man. <laughs> You're making me look bad. Yeah, yeah. He gave me his personal email. It's a uh, hashtag don't care. Is you know. <laughs> that was from I mean, Pat Fitzgerald today. He said that, or no? Yeah, it was. He said. Here's my email, hashtag don't care. <laughs> I was like, you mean like at don't care? Yeah, Is it so, at don't care? Yeah, at don't care.com. Is yeah. it .com or .net? Yeah. <laughs> so Or edu. You know. Edu, uh, that's true. That is true. But yeah, no. Um, another interesting tidbit out of today's press conference was Yvonne Oradogo, the guy Let's from France. Yeah, the, fr- Yvonne. the French dude. He's big, he's about 265, and they're already claiming he has a Big Ten body. He's already starting to piss guys off on the team for the way he plays, um, and he's still growing. He's 17 years old, and another interesting fact, which is gonna, which kind of doesn't surprise me, considering he comes from Europe, and I know very little of Europe's athletic development outside of East Germany, <laughs> but he's he he is never. Uh, he's never really lifted weights. So he has not been in a program that could feed him and develop him athletically uh, to something more superior than what God gave him. So that's going to be interesting over the next year or two is to see how he develops, not just on the court, but also physically. Um, You know, I'm guessing that a lot of European programs, they, they just don't have, they don't have the athletic training that we do here in the United States. Well, but I've never uh, coached in Europe. Have you? Uh, yes, I have actually. Uh, that's actually how I got on this podcast. Um, oh yeah, we we picked my you from exper- yeah Liechtenstein, right? Yes, big fan of the Liechtenstein. Uh, yes, I. That's how I got here. That's how I got in the coordination. Is my European basketball um, background. Uh, when he said that he that he never really lifted, remind me of Kevin Durant. Uh, coming out of uh, one year at Texas, and he went to the NBA Combine, and he couldn't bench press 185 pounds one time. 
And I thought, what? You'd think <laughs> Texas would have at least made him do it. Yeah. I'm like, how can you not bend? I mean, just 185 pounds is not that much. And I mean, you are a. For his uh, size. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's 6'10, you know, big guy. I mean, he's very skinny, obviously, and he couldn't do it once. And, uh, but guess what? I don't think it matters because the guy can fly out play. Uh, so oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, that is true. So, yeah. Hey, Yvonne, I'd be interested to see what happens when he starts lifting. I mean, if he's already that big without lifting, oh, mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know how much bigger you want him to get as far as weight goes. Just hope he kind of springs up a couple well, inches. I mean, hope, hopefully, it's muscle that he puts on. You know, he's six foot nine right now. Let's say he grows another inch. Let's say he doesn't grow another inch. He's still two sixty five, six. You know, two sixty five. Let's say, say he puts on ten pounds. That's two seventy five. Six foot nine. Put him in the paint against you know guys. You know, like Michigan State, Purdue, Maryland. Mm-hmm. He could hold his own, especially if he's, if he's as athletic and as aggressive as we think he's going to be. Now again, he's he's got to get used to the American game. As we've talked before, European or international games a lot more. It's slower. It's less aggressive. It's 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 more open in terms of the style of play. So he's gonna have to get used to playing, you know, against American players. But I think once he gets that down, you know, he could probably be a beast, which is something we haven't had in the paint for quite some time. Have we ever had one? I don't. I mean, I'm trying oh, to think. I'm trying to think it, oh, yeah. was it Amadala, uh, the guy from Brazil? Oh no, I was thinking <laughs> Amadala. I mean, remember him? No, I actually don't. I was. Who am I he, thinking? He of? he he wore, he wore like a quadruple X jersey. He, he was a big dude. He can only go up and down the field, the court, every you know, so many times. But oh yes, see, never mind. Yeah, uh, how. The last big guy I was thinking of from Nebraska is he, he played in the NBA. Uh, no, I can't. I know. Anyways, I'll, I'll, you, you keep talking, and I'll find out what I'm thinking <laughs> of. Uh, I can picture him. I can, um, I can. Another good one, and this is this this is going to be good to know, is that Cam Mack, who missed the trip to Italy due to an Ill- illness, is getting better. Um, he's he's come along quite rapidly and uh just his conditioning and everything's improved uh since you know since they've gotten back Benson uh, Hamilton there you oh. go or Mickey Moore uh, yeah I'll take you there I'm sorry go ahead yeah you're talking about uh Cam Mack <laughs> Cam Mack's feeling better he he sh- he should see good playing time early on as this as this year goes um Cheatham's Cheatham's looking good. He's a fifth-year senior from Gulf, Florida Gulf Coast, and Marquette. I think he was at Gulf Coast for like what two weeks before he transferred. He went from Marquette to Gulf Court to Florida Gulf Coast for a hot second before he came here. But he's he's scared of the ocean. He is, yeah, yeah, he <laughs> is, because you know the the the, uh, the ocean's got you know tropical storms which turn into hurricanes that uh, that can mess up Alabama. So yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's scary down in Florida. And you know what? You know, also down in Florida, old people. <laughs> I think yes. he's afraid of old people. Isn't that isn't that a condition when you're afraid of old people? We should look that one up. Yeah, the the phobia of old people. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it exists. We don't have it because we work for Coronation, and this Coronation's run by old people. Oh, especially a certain fearless leader, but. 
fearless uh, leader and uh, his his trusty uh, his trusty sidekick, Greg Mahachko. Gerontophobia. <laughs> Gerontophobia. Gerontophobia. Hatred or fear of the elderly due to Memento Mori, which is the... <laughs> That's what Cheatham has. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he left Florida Gulf Coast. <laughs> he, he has a hatred and or fear of old people. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hatred or fear. Or the he hatred gets, part's the funny part. Like, oh, I just he, hate old people. He gets really nervous when uh when Osborne comes by Hendrix. <laughs> you know how? Yeah, you know, it's perfect because I assume Osborne doesn't come by very often. No, know? but you never know. You never. You know, he's probably. You know, he could get lost looking for Scotty to talk about. You know, ball handling. Now Hoiberg's saying, "Hey, coach Osborne, I hate you're a legend, but you need to stay away from Hanif. He has gerontophobia." <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I think that's going to be one of our running jokes from here on out. Gerontophobia is a fear of age-related self-degeneration. We only got one year with the guy. We might as well have something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, wow. Geron is from the Greek Geron, which means old man. Okay, never mind. We'll move on. But <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Gerontophobia. <laughs> I think okay. On, in all seriousness, I think it's gonna be a bad joke that'll never die. What's a phobia? I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that out. You know the goal tomorrow is to pull that out and just common, you know, conversation tomorrow. And I'll I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to do it. So good. Uh, it's a phobia. There uh, we go. No, I think he needs you to me. He's gonna be one of my favorite players next year, just because you know he's gonna go all out. Yeah. He's this gonna go is his all last out. chance. This is his last chance, and he's he's got good experience. He's got good fundamentals. He's he'll be a good player. Yeah, he'll he's gonna be a good player. He's, he, he's already played against elite talent when he was at Marquette. He's played with top notch players while he was at Marquette. Marquette's not you know the creme de la creme of the Big East, but they're still a good Big, big East team. So he knows what he's getting himself into. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching him play. For uh, I mean, you know. Among the all the players, we want to see all. You know, I want to see everyone play, but he'd probably be in my top three with like Cam Mack and probably Yvonne actually, because I want to see what he looks like. But yeah, he, I'm looking forward to watching him. The one that I'm curious about, and Hoiberg mentioned him briefly, just because he's played in the NCAA tournament, and that's Derek Walker, who who's sitting out this season. Uh, he transferred from Tennessee, a really, 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 really good Tennessee team that he really underperformed on. But he he came out of high school pr- pretty, I think, a four star, highly touted player. And I kind of want I'm just I'm curious to see if he if he's already hit his ceiling, or if he can actually turn into something that could really early on in Hoiberg's second year turn Nebraska into something special. Because there was a lot of hype with him that just did not pan out whatsoever with Tennessee. In fact, Tennessee was happy to see him go. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to him. He's just one of those guys I'm curious about. I'm 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 very curious about Derek Walker to see what type of an influence and impact he could have on this squad in the future. Yeah, I will. You know, I am not. I'm let's just say I'm not exactly expecting too much, even though. Hoiberg said two of his best players, you know, Derek Walker 
Yeah, as far as w- before going to Italy, uh, but Derek Walker and I th- was it um, the six eight guard. I'm blanking on his name now. Which but, six eight guard? Oh, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> the guy with the you know who, whose shorts are almost up to his hips. Uh, that, that's a new. Okay, just so you know, I, I don't know if I don't know if you know this. That's a new thing. And I shouldn't say new thing because what's a new thing? Okay, so when I played, you wanted shorts below your knees. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you wanted shorts down to like practically your ankles. Yeah. So now these kids, and I'm talking about high school kids, uh, and like one of the players that I coached, he's going to go play Division One this next year. They would, they are now rolling their shorts up, so it's literally like a foot above their knee. So. And I thought, oh, maybe it's just a them thing. No, it's a – obviously, it's a, you know, a cultural millennial is, is it because these guys, Is it because these players nowadays are doing a better job with leg day in the gym and they want to show That's what I'm wa- their <laughs> development? You know, like, like, no it's, it's, like, it's like, you know, hey, check it out, man. I'm, I'm, know, hitting, I'm hitting 380 on my squat. Can you tell? Yeah. Uh, it's like, hey, girls, they are women – Hey, look at <laughs> ladies. I have no idea. They, they say, yeah, ladies. I asked him, and he said they don't like the feeling of the shorts over their knees. I'm like, what? What are you talking well, about? We, you and I grew up with it, so we don't even notice. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyways, I guess we'll move on. People don't want, they don't, they don't care about that. So, you know, it reminds me of a story in regards to former California governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. I guess back when he was early in training to be a bodybuilder, he would cut the legs off of all of his pants. So he had like all he had was shorts. So he would walk around and people would make fun of him for the size of his legs. So he would work harder. Good. Wait, but his legs were probably already huge, right? No, this is before they got huge. Oh, okay. Like he hated like nobody likes leg day. Let's be honest. I love leg day. Oh, because it, it sucks. Um, actually, while we transition into this, I, I've i not really done. I, I do squats, but uh, I don't really haven't really done deadlift. And so I'm like, you know what? People keep talking about how great deadlift is. So I started it and I'm very cognizant of trying not to you know use my back too much or whatever. And so I start. I'm like, I'm going to start really low. A really low weight and build myself up and um so you know i'm getting to some weight now where you know that's, that's a decent amount of weight that's what it feels like and then you turn on twitter and you see oh, i don't know 15 18 year old girls lifting like three times the amount of weight i'm lifting why are you following 18 year old girls on twitter i no, it <laughs> i am following some um the guys that do like perf- Olympic weightlifting. And so they always, you know, retweet the videos of, you know, people lifting a whole bunch of weight. And I'm just looking at these younger kids. But but when you see it's the girls and you're like, wow, three times the amount of weight as me. Like, and you're wow. three times and you're three times oh, their I, age. Oh, I, and not only age, but I'm probably three, not three times the weight, three. but like double the weight. Times their size. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, I'm like, jeez. And. So like I gotta pick, I gotta step up my game, and so, 
So I'm starting to do that, and uh, I'll never get there, but because I'm getting too old. But uh, yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about. I've talked about deadlift. But... I was talking about Schwarzenegger cutting off his legs so people would yeah. make fun of him. So we Sorry. had the drive to do leg day because nobody likes leg day except for you. Yeah, I love leg day. That's good. That's good. I don't want to be I... the guy that when they say, uh, oh, he forgot leg day. <laughs> You know, the guys are like huge on top and yeah. And because uh, <laughs> you're still wearing, but it doesn't matter because you're still wearing shorts that go below your knee. I, not <laughs> below, but like at my knee now, I'd say. I, I do remember when I was in, I think, seventh or eighth grade, we were at a summer league and um, we didn't have jerseys on because it was so hot in the gym. And I, I fouled somebody and the the official said foul on the kid with the the two baggy shorts you know the bag the shorts that are too long and uh, so that was me Anyways. great story yeah no I got a ton of them so uh, no go ahead <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh man hopefully October's more eventful than this ah uh, seems to get here yeah you want to be great if Hoiberg had something to do with game day this Saturday. Not to bring up the other sport that everybody likes in Nebraska. Do you think he could be the picker or the the guest? No, I, I don't. I don't think that. I think they'll do a spot on him, or they'll bring him on briefly for something. But that would be about it. I don't think they'll bring him on as a picker. I think they'll go with a celebrity. I hope so. I, I mean, I hope that they yeah they they bring on a celebrity. Um, you know. <sighs> Who do you want it to? Who do you? Who okay, do so we do it. We are going to talk about this. Okay, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's okay, do it. I. Okay, I want to see Terrence Crawford there. I know, uh, and you can say, well, you because know, we kind of you know texted back and forth about it. Um, I want to see Terrence Crawford there because I think, you know, because he's you know probably the best boxer in the world right now, and. He, he loves Nebraska. However, I think it's probably going to be Gabrielle Union. And I'd be totally fine with that, too. And she I would think it'd probably be probably the best because she's probably the best well-known. And she yes. she's an entertainer, so she knows what to do. And she's also very astute. Um, she comes across very intelligent. I, I, I think she'd do a very, very good job picking across the board, not just Nebraska. Yeah, I think so. she'd be comfortable in front of the camera too. Oh, well, that's what I mean. No, I mean, first off, she'd be comfortable in front of the camera. She's an, you know, she's an actress, um, but she's she's intelligent. She, I mean, I've seen interviews with her. She's uh, she would she would do a very very good job representing the state by far out of uh, a lot of those people. Um, I think Adam Devine would be a good one, but I, he's less well known, and I don't know if they could go as far with him. You know what I mean? And he probably try to promote a, his new movie, and, and that part would probably bother me because it's like, yeah. okay, you're not there as a fan. You're you know, you're trying to get your new movie out, the movie that your your iPhone or your phone is uh, trying to pretty much take over your life. Yeah, a different series. Oh Have you seen yeah, that? yeah. I think I saw a preview for it. He's also on an HBO show, I think. Oh. Anyway, anyway, I I think I think his appeal is going to be more limited, if that makes sense. And it seems that the internet is uh, killing each other over whether we should have Larry the Cable Guy or not. 
Yes. You've so, got a you you've got a pro camp and you've got a very anti camp. Yeah, and and I think it's it's probably the older crowd wants Larry and the younger crowd doesn't. I th- and I like I wrote today in that article I said I think people who are like so anti Larry are somewhat uh, like they're worried about what the other outside thinks type of deal. Yeah, even uh, though he represents some of our best values. I yeah. mean, his character is is it's his character is not Nebraskan. It's Southern. I mean, it's got little characteristics characteristics of Midwesternness or whatever. But you know, I mean, it's a character when when you see is it Dan Whitney? Is that his real name? Yeah. Yep. You see him on interviews and talk and stuff like that. I mean, he he's about as Midwestern, uh, humble, intelligent, uh, very genuine as you can get. You know, I mean, if you want somebody who represents what Nebraskans hold dear, he is it. But I think too many people associate him with his character. Yeah, and I think people you don't know? realize people don't realize this because I've listened to enough, you know, interviews with uh, particularly you know Joe Rogan's when he when they talk, he interviews a lot of comedians, and I don't people people need to realize pretty much every comedian that goes on stage is, has a character. It's not them, you know. It's even I think Bill Burr might be the, you know, might be the, uh, um, the exception maybe. But even I think he said before that you know, he just he has to turn it on when he goes on stage. He's not the same guy, you know. So it's just you know, I mean, we talked about you know. He, I remember when Larry the Cable Guy was on uh, one hundred one point nine The Edge in the mornings. Uh, R.I.P. One hundred one nine The Edge. Yeah, and uh, speaking of that. Are are they the channel that uh, when they went off air that they spent they ran it's the end of the world as we know it for twenty four hours? Yeah, they did, and I'll never forget that day or weekend or whatever because I had went down to my grandparents. There were snowbirds in Arizona, and we came back and we got in the car and I I got shotgun and I immediately turned to one hundred one nine the edge and they were playing it and it blew my mind. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? I don't get it. Oh, and then I and then I went online. Over. Yeah, and then I went online. They're like, "Oh yeah, we're turning into a classic rock station." I'm like, "Nebraska's got like 500 classic rock stations. How did this not work?" I yeah, oh, that upset me. For for what? those of you who don't remember 1019 the Edge, well, first off, for those of you who remember FM radio, <laughs> who who ever listened to FM radio, 1019 the Edge back in the 90s was it was like our K rock. It, it it was our it was our alternative station based out of Omaha. We barely got it in Newman. We're two hours away. And we, on good days, we got it. On bad days, it was a little crackly. But it was, it was the alternative station for our area. And it played a lot of great music. And it, it was only around for three or four years, I think. Um, think of like uh, 89.7 The River. Yeah. They're, they're, they're more it, it, independent. It, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, they're yeah, they're independent. They're associated with Iowa, Iowa Western, but it was um, similar to that, especially with the DJs and whatnot. Pat and Scott in the mornings. Remember them? Uh, I, I, that's who Larry the Cable Guy. I know, I know a to. lot of eighty nine. Oh, uh, oh, I, I, know, I can barely. One hundred one nine. The Edge. Yeah, Pat I can't Scott remember. The yeah, I can't remember the names of the they people doing it. I remember him though. 
like I said, I, I remember just Larry the cable guy. I'm like, who is this guy calling in? That's what I remember. And that was back when he had like a like if you can believe it or not, his accent back then was even heavier. Yeah, you, you and, almost... it, and it was and his and his bit was a lot more crass <laughs> by yep. far. I thought it was just a guy that for a long, long time, I thought it was just a guy that like they just had to call in every night. I didn't realize it was a bit, you know, and it was, yeah, he was he, hilarious. They, like I'm Larry, the cable guy. And I think they even, you know, say that he was from Florida and he like, he would tell these bits that were just crass as hell compared to what he does now. And it was hilarious. That, he was hilarious. Yeah. And then I think he, he found what, what he found what worked Kind of like Jim Gaffigan found what works, and now he made a lot of money doing it. And I don't blame him. Yeah, he he's not my favorite type of comedy at all. Like no, I, don't think I mean, was... he's hit or miss with me. You know, there are certain times. You know, I watch him. You know, it's been forever since I've watched him, but uh, some of his stuff's funny. Some of it's, but that's with most com- comedians. I can think of maybe a half a dozen comedians that I could laugh all the way through. You know? Yeah, yeah, that'd be about right. Yeah. You know, but I mean, he's he's a good guy. He does a lot. He, uh, I know he used to. He probably still does. You know, I think he owns one suite that he gives, you know, tickets away to every home game to soldiers. Yeah. I, or you veterans. Know. You know, um, he does a lot of charity stuff, not just in Nebraska, but all over. Uh, you know, I mean, he just, uh, he's a good guy. You know, whether you like him or not, I, I think... Um, a lot of the anti is probably from a certain metropolitan area in the state. I, I think if he who's embarrassed the, by non-metropolitanness, yeah, that I won't dive into. I think no offense to them. Yeah, you know, if you know I, what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, I think that if he went, if let's say they picked him and he went on, he needs to be just normal. Like just hey, I'm Dan Whitney. I am a. You, you know, would I, do his bit. I don't no. think he'd do his bit. And I think, no. I think that would go a long ways. That you know, people from around the country could see. Oh, no, he's just a normal guy. You know. Yeah. I think he, he would go. It, I I would see him going into the bit, like like on like on command. Yeah. You know, like somebody mentioned his. You know, hey, you're late, Larry the Cable Guy, and he'd he'd do like ten seconds worth of something, and then go back to being Dan. That's what I could see happening. Oh, I would but hope he, you just, he would, hope he he would, just get away from it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's there's a selling point there. Yeah. You know, oh, he, called, yeah, he, uh, oh, yeah. I know. I don't know. He, he, I he's think, heard the, think, the backlash, sorry. though. He responded to the backlash oh, and he yeah. said, Yeah, he said, Yeah, well, I just, you know, I have not been asked about it. However, I would, I would think it'd be great if Jack Hoffman, you know, which would uh, be great. Yes, I would not disagree. But I mean, Jack's Jack's at what junior high now? Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking, Mike. Okay, so you have you have all these that, cases. That, that kid's been in the spotlight forever. Yeah, and I think that's not healthy for a kid. So yeah, I mean, it would it would totally if Jack was their first pick, I would seriously. I mean, and and well, that and that's another thing. You know, Jack would be good. But would Jack want to do it? And there's also the pressure that he would go on there doing it for juvenile cancer and stuff. Yes. Right. Like, and and yep. that's and yep. while that that's a great thing, and he would really promote it, and he'd do a great job. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And just I, at some point, you gotta let a kid be a kid. Yeah. I, and, you no. know, 
I think he would love, you know, I'm sure he'd love all of the experiences he's had, but I'm sure he would love to just to be able to. Yeah. You know. I just, I, I, I wouldn't be anti Jack and I'm not at all, but yeah. Yep. Like I I'm just, I, I'm more concerned about the kids. well-being, <laughs> you know, and, uh, I mean, it would be, I mean, I don't think there'd be a single dry eye if he went on, yeah. especially if, yeah. you know, if they talked, you know, if they show the clip of him running, running the touchdown, during uh, the spring game a few years back, it's, uh, you know, it would be highly inspirational, but, you know, yeah, yeah, it, it, it'd be, it, it, it'd be, uh, it'd be something to tread lightly on if you picked him. <laughs> but going back, going back to our main point, oh, uh, I, I think we both agree <laughs> Gabrielle would probably be the first one, right? I think she'd be the best. I would prefer Bud Crawford, but yeah, I think she'd be the best. And I'd love, you know, I'd also love it. And this is just for recruiting purposes. And this is the only reason is I would love it if Dwayne Wade went on there, but that they would somehow make it so that because you don't want to run into the thing where it's, you know, oh, this is Dwayne Wade's wife, you know, because she's not that she's herself. And you'd love to have him on there and her, but make sure she's the one. That is like the focus, I guess you you could say. Yeah. Because she because she's the one that grew up here, and she's the one that you know essentially her dad forced him to convert to Nebraska. Well, not about forced, but it was it was a. Uh... Yeah. Hey, if you want to marry my <laughs> daughter? You gotta you gotta commit to being a Nebraska fan. Yeah. And uh, so I would love it just for recruiting for basketball. I mean, just think Hoiberg is bringing these kids and. Uh, Dwayne Wade's gonna be at that football game. Oh man! Yeah, you got you got you got the uh, free scrimmage Friday night with everybody, and then yeah, Saturday morning game day starts up. Yeah, my we're going to the. I was I don't know if we talked about this last week, but Rick Ross. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Rick Ross is at the end, so um, my family and I will be there, and we will leave because it's probably gonna be about eight. You know, eight thirty by that time, anyways. My kids are not going to last very long, so they will have a scrimmage. And I said it's it's going to be more about putting on a show. Dre Green said he has a uh, dunk, a special dunk for everyone, so that will be you know fun to watch. And I'm sure I won't learn a single thing, but that's okay. Yeah, that works. Can you name me one Rick Ross song? I can't. No, I have no idea. Okay, cool. Can you? No. <laughs> it's not. They're not. Rick Ross is not there for you and me, and that's okay. I've heard some of his stuff. He's good. Oh, I have no doubt. The guy is obviously supposedly has the number one or at one point had the number one album in, in the year of the year. Yeah. Or, I mean, if you remember back to a couple months ago when this was whole all brought up and there was a special guest that they were going to announce later to do a musical show. Uh, musical show. God, I am talking my age. Um, None of the bands we talked to were anywhere close to Rick Ross. No, they no, they went above and beyond. I mean, you know, Rick Ross is one of the biggest acts in the in the country right now. I think we were oh, thinking he's like huge. Yeah, we were thinking like local at best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like middle of the road, you know, rock band or something. But I think they did good. I mean, I like, just, hey, Dishwall is still touring. Let's put them in. We should do a, a federal uh, information or Freedom of Information Act. To try to figure out how much they paid for Rick Ross. I don't know. Okay. I, I actually want to know. How much do you think? Take a guess. 
Um, I'm probably thinking around seventy to a hundred thousand. Yeah, that's, I was gonna say fifty. Yeah, you know, and I have no idea. Hey, so you know, you know what? Oh, that's a lot we're, of money. We're running long, <laughs> and we even hit our top five. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Damn, dude. We we could, we could do it really quick, or just put push it off. You know what? People come for our top fives. Okay. We we can scan. Through. I don't do have much quick... to say about mine. Well, so. why don't why don't you do your top five? I'll do my top five. How's that? So I'll just go. Yeah. All through. Okay. And 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 to, and to educate the people, today's this week's top five is our top five non-Nebraska programs. So if we didn't root for Nebraska basketball, football, volleyball, whatever, if we didn't root for them, who would we root for? And these are our top five teams. So did you go sport by sport? No, I, I okay, okay, I okay. Know. I didn't either. Okay, uh, okay. I'll start. I'll go five to one. Number five, I have LSU baseball. I the only reason is because regard because I love fan bases and that's what I really you know I'm attracted to. And regardless if they make it to, to the College World Series or not, they are, there are LSU fans that show up just to go. And so when I heard hundred and they tailgate. Yes. And I just, that'd be fun to be a part of. Uh, like, num- th- like that's their, th- a lot of those guys, like the folks who come up, that's their yearly vacation. Like that's their two weeks. I know. I don't get it. <laughs> like, like, I, they, I think one or two guys, like Omaha world Herald's and uh, interviews with people. Like they have um, storage units with all their stuff up here. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. So yeah. So they don't haul it back and forth. It's like, Caldwell series that. happens. They come up. They, they they open their storage unit, and then when they're done, they put it back. Yeah, dude, that that was a good pick. That was a good pick. Okay, number four, Virginia Tech football. I uh, for me, it starts. Okay, first off, I have family in Virginia, and three of my cousins went to Virginia Tech, uh, but it is more the inter the inter Sandman. Um, intro to their games and I'm like I just would love to be there for that and my cousin said it's just you know crazy every time you know I love the tunnel walk Nebraska football but I think inner Sandman is by that's by far the best um, number three I have Stanford football I know I got two footballs but uh, just and I've mentioned before that if my kid ends up being good enough to be able to go to Nebraska or Stanford on a full ride scholarship. It'd be hard for me not to push him to Stanford. And I just like right as of right now, I like their style of football, kind of the pound at running ball, running game, losing. I know. And, then, and that really sucks now because they're, <laughs> they're not very good. No. Uh, okay. Number two. And uh, anybody that beats Duke in basketball, <laughs> Uh, you know, Lehigh, I was a huge Lehigh fan one year. <laughs> uh, Kansas, I was a huge Kansas fan uh, one year. They, I'm thinking they got, sanction, they got sanctions coming their way. I know. That's, yeah. that's too bad. I know. I, I guess my, dad, cheat, my, my, dad, my dad went to Kansas for two years. He's a Did big ever, KU basketball fan. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, Brad, is, is like. Oh, yeah, Brad. He's a bit, yeah, you know Brad, you know. Yeah, of course, everybody knows Brad. Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows Brad. Yeah, Brad. Uh, no, he he loves Kansas. His entire you know, he all of his girls love Kansas. They go to games all the time. Uh, but yeah, I just dislike Duke. 
so much. And what I'm looking forward to is that the day Coach K retires, because I think they are just going to fall in the toilet and they're not going to be any good. I think that program revolves around so much around Coach K and his like personality and his, you know, like I should say, coaching prowess. I think they're going to go in the toilet. But I bet you're a Duke fan, right? No, but one of my best friends is. <laughs> and then number one, and this probably knew it was coming, the North Carolina basketball. I actually, um, my favorite NBA player prior to LeBron James was Jerry Stackhouse. Hmm. And uh, my bedroom at my parents' house, uh, my mom asked what I wanted on the on the walls and all that, and I have North Carolina, North Carolina blue with uh, UNC emblems above each and every window. It's, Colum- it's Columbia blue. Columbia blue. No, no, <laughs> nope. North Carolina blue, and it's so. And I had, uh, you know, the, the whole bed set North Carolina. So th- those would be my top five. Not bad. Not bad. Ask me about Virginia Tech someday. Okay. Yeah. All right, my top five, in not any order whatsoever, Greg. University of Wyoming football. Not just because, you know, we got a former Husker player coach coaching there now, but I love the state of Wyoming. I've spent a lot of time in Wyoming. Uh, I went to school out in Colorado, so I was about an hour south. Yeah, I agree. It was an hour south. And um, Laramie's a great town. It, it's, it's, it's a very western town. A uh, very mountain western town. It's it's a beautiful area. I've been to games there. It's a, it's a gorgeous setting. Uh, you know their their colors are piss and poop, but nonetheless, um, yeah, yeah, no, I, it, yeah, it 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 works, but it's kind of unfortunate colors. Um, but no, I mean it's uh it's it's a great area. I I love the area uh immensely. So I'm gonna go with Wyoming football. Uh, my number two. Hey, Patrick, I have a question. Yes, sir. You didn't tell me about. Uh, you told me to have you ask, or have you tell me about Virginia Tech. Oh yeah, that's offline. Oh, no, oh, yeah, I I did my <laughs> job. I did my job. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, number four. Uh, my in no particular order. No, number four. My bad. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm gonna, yes, yes. I'm gonna go with Villanova basketball. Mm, good yeah i i like villanova basketball um i like east coast basketball i like the old places they play in they don't play a lot of those teams don't play in arenas they play in pavilions they play in basically you know coliseums they 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 play in these great little places and villanova it's a newer one but it's it's still a pretty cool place where they play um i like their style of play i like their coach i like i mean i just i i like villanova so villanova basketball would be one another would be washington state university football oh yeah that's a good one for two reasons that's one yep. yeah oh yeah I, I think anybody who follows me on twitter knows one but uh, the first one i'll mention is that that eastern part of washington is is agricultural and it's rolling hills. It's it's. I'm probably gonna mispronounce it. The Palouse, Palouse area, and it's gorgeous, especially when all the lentils are green. And it's just rolling hills, and it's a beautiful area. I want to go to a game out there. 
And the other reason is because I just I love Mike Leach. I'm about done with his biography. I've got his book on Geronimo up next. He is no honestly, like he if you read his stuff, like we need more coaches like Mike Leach. Agreed. No, I agree. Not not I mean like like he 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 is the anti coach for most people. Absolutely. And, yep. and how we should have it like the reason like why he likes certain players over others is like he loves outsiders he loves like going against the grain and he uh, he, he he's a rebel he, he he's he's a successful rebel is basically what he is and he i would aspire if i was a coach i would aspire to be more like him than i would a Nick Saban any day of the year. or you know honestly a Nick Saban, Jim Harbaugh, Urban Meyer, Dabo Sweeney. I'm not I'm I, I'm not going to say our own because I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but think think of any good coach you either like or hate who is successful. Both sides, um, they are probably more towards the archetype of what a football coach should be in modern society's eyes. And it bores the crap out of me. Mike Leach is what we need. You, you know, I if you okay, let's say excuse me, just take Nick Saban and then Mike Leach. Who do you think's happier? Even though Nick okay. Saban has won. I mean, oh I mean, god, Mike Leach by far. I know. I and mean, like in the end, Mike Leach okay. is happy. Period. Did you follow? Okay, here. Did you follow his Twitter last week? Uh, a little bit. That's I mean, I see. Yeah. Probably part of the reason why they lost a cow. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, well, no, they, they they didn't have a defense. I mean, that's. Oh part no, of, you, you're not cow. You're, you're thinking of uh, it's hard We'll jump on five hearts sometime and talk about Mike Leach. How's that? Yeah, I think that'd be great, Greg. That'd be no, great. It. I, I said the. Uh, the athletic did an article where they interviewed his his quarterbacks, and it they pretty much said like yeah they they would go through a film session, and they wouldn't talk about football. They would talk about you know mythical dragons and things like that, and they just said and they said if you want to get out of there in a decent amount of time, you don't ask him anything outside of football. They said don't even, not even something that he could like pull out of nowhere, being like hey you know. What do you think about that? That the hook pattern. Oh, th- speaking of hook, uh, he's a great pirate in the Peter Pan, you know, books, and he would just go off on like a Peter Pan thing, you know, and uh, then everyone would look at the court. That guy who said something like, "Come on, man," you know. I think that's great. <laughs> he's. Uh, I would rather be Mike Leach. Than work, Mike, Mike Leach. Saban. Okay, I'd, be, ideas. I'd rather be not Mike. Anyway, Leach. he's making a bunch of money. Good. So go ahead. Yeah. Move. My next one would be University of Minnesota. I like hockey. I really like hockey a lot. And I really want University of Nebraska Lincoln to have a hockey team. That'll never happen because UNO and everything else. But it's uh. Uh, if I didn't have anything down here, I would root for Minnesota hockey. I've gone to a couple games. I got to one game up there. Yeah, they've got a great. Fan. They've got a great history. 
uh, it's just, yeah, no, Minnesota. I would definitely do Minnesota hockey. And then finally, um, Michigan State basketball. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into this because, yeah, you know, like every other team in the world, they don't do everything perfectly and they've had some issues. But uh, big Izzo fan. Um, I like how he recruits. I like how he coaches his teams. Just, uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm a big Michigan State fan per se, but uh, their basketball squad, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, you, you can never, ever, ever say that they're going to have a bad squad. And um, it does a good job. Big fan. I, big yeah, fan. I, so, I had Michigan State my in five. my top five. And then I took them out and put LSU baseball. So, yeah. yeah uh, like, that's, dude, that's uh, not a bad move. Well, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. We we kind of hit all the bases. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> we love you all. You're not going to find out about Virginia Tech. Ugh. You're not going to hear more about Mike Leach. Uh, you're going to listen to Five Heart. Now, you're going to have to listen to Five Heart someday when they bring us back on, though I doubt they're ever going to bring us back on because... You and I have gone from, hey, we're occasionally on Five Heart to talk about basketball. Well, you were on for football, but I was on every once in a blue moon for basketball to having our own podcast, so they want nothing to do with us. Um, but if you go on to Five, if you listen to Five Heart, you're not going to learn about gerontophobia. That's no, you will not. You will learn about Blue Chew, Copenhagen, and Coors Banquet. Yep. So if you want to learn about drontophobia, stay here with the bangerangs and daggers. We love you all. Thanks for listening. (laughs)